0: it going. It's our first episode. (laughs) Woohoo!
1: Today we're going to get started with our first episode by introducing ourselves and then later we're going to talk about the season of Lent that's coming up. Some funny things you realize you do when you're no longer living with your immediate family you grew up with. And also a few rapid fire get to know you questions and how do you start to handle vacations as an adult?
0: So I'm Candace, and just a little bit about me is that I'm 25 years old, married, and living in South Carolina with a baby boy on the way in early April, which at the time of this recording is about seven weeks away, and I have my own small business as an overseas relocation coach. My hidden talent is wrapping the perfect burrito. I like making new friends, warm weather, and traveling.
1: And I'm Beth, and the fast facts you need to know about me, I currently live in Florida with my husband, David, and we both work full time. But in my free time, I run a little Etsy shop called Bobbin and Company, and it's filled with lots of hand-sewn accessories. So check it out. And when I'm not sewing fun shop items, I'm probably reading a book or baking something yummy in the kitchen.
0: Nice.
1: So uh so to continue on getting to know each other we're going to start off with a couple rapid fire questions so i'm going to ask candace 10 questions and she does not know what they're going to be okay so first question
0: how often do you buy clothes well that's a good question um i feel like it varies a lot but maybe like Probably a total of, like, five times a year, but it's just a couple of things at a time. Like, what kinds of things do you usually buy every year? Um, I wear a lot of just solid colored t-shirts, and then we'll put, like, accessories with them. And for some reason, they always, every shirt I own always gets a hole near the button, like where the pants button area would be, so I have to Mm. replace those a lot. Um... Like, it doesn't matter where it's from. It always gets that. So I'll replace those. I'll get, like, a scarf here and there, a couple of scarves, maybe a new pair of jeans once a year. Um, if there's, like, an occasion that I have yes. to get something for that. And then, like, maybe one or two pairs of shoes. I don't know. I feel like my life is pretty much the same. <laughs> like, I don't have to get... <laughs> Like you probably have to have more like working clothes versus everyday clothes type of thing whereas since i work remotely and from home i can just wear what i like wearing every day like jeans that's true yeah
1: mine's pretty my job's pretty casual so it's it's pretty good i get to wear whatever's my style yeah that's
0: really nice
1: all right question number two how long does it take you to get ready in the morning
0: Okay, it used to take me not long at all, and now that I'm pregnant, it just takes longer. I have to, like, take breaks sometimes, and I haven't adjusted my time allotment accordingly. So, um, but, (laughs) like, if I'm going to shower, blow dry my hair, like, the whole nine yards, eat breakfast. Does that count as getting ready, eating breakfast? Um, I kind of...
1: Don't count it, because I feel like if I'm really in a rush, I can grab a granola bar and leave if I really need to, even that's though true. that's not my ideal morning.
0: Okay, so I would take the, say the whole thing would take, like, 40 minutes. Okay. But so I have long, thick hair. If I just braid mm. my hair, like, or throw it up and peace <laughs> out, 15. so Cuts
1: down. <laughs> yeah,
0: the hair is the drama. Or if I'm not washing it that day.
1: Let's see. Do you love or hate roller coasters?
0: I really love them a lot. I um, think they're a lot of fun. As long as you're not at a super sketch place. Like I would not do them at like a county fair or something. Yeah. Where it looks like it's going to fall. Yeah. It has to be like (laughs) Disney World or Busch Gardens, like an actual place that probably has like legitimate insurance and stuff.
1: Yeah. That's a
0: good choice. Um what is your favorite movie? My favorite movie for the longest time, I would say, I've always said the sound and music. Um. Mm-hmm. But then I feel like there's fans who are super fanatical about the sound and music. <laughs> so you I'm don't feel not, worthy. Yeah, like to I'm say not quite like that about it. I just love it when it's on. I don't like need to watch it constantly. But I really, and I also really like Mary Poppins
1: a lot. (laughs) So Julie Andrews fan. (laughs) Yeah,
0: but yeah, you're right. I just love Mary Poppins. She's so good. I just found your taste in movies. There you go. I think that was four or five. Yeah,
1: that was four questions. Okay. Let's see. So next, what is your favorite zoo animal?
0: Hmm. Hmm. At the zoo, I go to aquariums a lot more than zoos, at the zoo. <laughs> I mean, you can say your favorite fish if you want to. Okay. My favorite aquarium <laughs> animal is the beluga whale, which they do not have at very many aquariums. You need to go to the Atlanta Aquarium, because that's the biggest one in the country, I'm pretty sure. Um, yeah, so. And they have beluga whales, and the first time I went there... I was so stoked about seeing the blue whales, and the blue whale exhibit was closed, and I like legitimately almost cried. <laughs> and Alex was Alex, my husband. He was like, "It's okay. Like, we'll come back one day." And then we did, and it was glorious. We'll have to include a picture of me with the blue whales. Um, yes. When I get to meet them, so I think I like them. Did you listen to Raffi when you were a kid? no you don't know the baby beluga song
1: no i don't i'd
0: sing it for you but then no one would ever listen to this again
1: (laughs) okay well since you're not going to sing um what is the longest time you've gone without sleep and why
0: um maybe just a little over 24 hours I think that was for studying in college, but only once. And then I got really sick, and I was like, this is so stupid. I don't know why people do this. Like, It would be much more productive to just get sleep than to study.
1: Yeah, I can't remember if I ever did a full all-nighter. Like, I feel like I always closed my eyes, even if it was Mm -hmm. for an hour or something.
0: Yeah, I think I still slept three hours before the test or something.
1: But I always kind of felt like, I can't, I don't know, I just can't remember if I did one, but I felt like it was a rite of passage that I had to yeah. do once.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And people in college, like, bragged about it. I'd just be like, you're dumb. Yeah.
1: <laughs> now I'm like, why would anyone ever
0: want yeah, to do that? Exactly. Get the B instead. <laughs> it's like people who can't, like, I like there's a, a continuum. Like, on one end is people who brag about staying up, like, to study because they're, like, real. they think they're smart. And the other end is, like, people who brag about how much they drink. And I was, like, on neither end of that continuum. (laughs) You didn't have anything to talk about. I was just, like, I eat healthfully and go to bed on
1: time. (laughs) (laughs) Um, what is... uh... Oh, shoot, I lost my questions.
0: Okay.
1: Oh, what did you want to be when... When you were a kid, what did you want to be when you grew up?
0: I think the main thing I talked about, I like changed all the time, but I think the main thing I talked about was probably being a teacher. Just I didn't realize. I just thought that meant you got to write on an overhead projector, you know. I didn't realize that. Oh it's yeah. Actual, a lot of hard work. Even though my mom's a teacher, um, it's a it's way too much work.
1: Yeah, it is. <laughs> and that I think the same for me. I didn't really ever want to be a teacher, but if I did, the reason was for writing on the overhead for yeah. sure.
0: Which they don't even have that anymore. So I know, we so... didn't do that. That would have been terrible. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, what would you rather do: wash dishes, mow the lawn, clean the bathroom, or vacuum the house? Mm-hmm. Definitely
0: wash dishes. I don't even know how to mow the lawn. I purposely don't know how to mow the lawn. You
1: avoided that task, avoided yeah. learning how.
0: <laughs> I was like, if I never learn this, I'll never have to do it. Um, but Alex <laughs> it's likes stretchy. doing it. Yeah, he likes doing it, so that works. He actually yeah. does all those things except for um, the dishes. He does the bathrooms, the mowing, and the vacuuming. Every now and then I vacuum. I just don't like it. I think because it's so loud. Mm-hmm. Um, so he'll do it.
1: If you could only eat one meal for the rest of your life, what would it be?
0: I would definitely choose pizza.
1: (laughs) A solid choice.
0: Because you have, like, all the food groups, potentially. (laughs) And the thing about pizza is it can taste different every time to an extent. You know, yeah. you like if you, don't you get have... pepperoni pizza from one place in another place, they're gonna taste different.
1: This is true.
0: So I appreciate that about but, pizza.
1: Yeah, pizza. That's a good choice. Yeah. And uh, one more question: Do you collect anything?
0: Say that again. You break up a little bit.
1: Do you collect anything?
0: Um. Do I collect anything?
1: like a coin collection but I don't think you have one of those
0: <laughs> yeah no I don't um, I used to as a kid collect frogs like not living ones but like frog stuffed animals and like little things but I think I got rid of all that I kinda of collect cookbooks just in that I have a lot of them and I really love getting them and reading them especially ones with lots of pictures like they need to have I like cookbooks that the author like you, by the end you also feel like you know the author. hmm I, I love agree. those, and I would like to have more of them for sure. So. Yes. Is that all of mine.
1: That is all for you.
0: Okay. Your turn, Beth. You're on the spot. Uh-oh. Um. Sorry.
1: If you need to ask some of the same ones, if I took all the good ones, then...
0: No, you didn't. Do that. Oh, this is a good one. What's the last movie you went to and what did you think?
1: Uh, The last movie I went to in a theater?
0: Yeah.
1: I saw American Sniper a few weeks ago.
0: Oh,
1: yeah. And I I really liked it. I didn't really know much about um, his story going in, so... It was uh, really interesting and good, and I thought it was really cool when everyone left the theater. It was just silent as everyone exited, and I had never experienced that before. So I I enjoyed that movie.
0: Yeah, Alex said that's how his theater was too, and he was with a bunch of guys like on a. They kind of gave him like a guy version of a baby shower. It was supposed to be like <laughs> this big exciting thing, and then it was like really somber like intense Uh (laughs) (laughs) but he said he liked it but i should not see it um what would you sing at karaoke night oh i can't hear you can you hear me now yeah I was like, wow, she's really thinking hard about this karaoke question. I
1: think I accidentally pressed a mute button on my new microphone, so try not to do that. (laughs) I would probably try to sing a Christmas song and hope that it was close to December.
0: That's good, because Christmas songs are made for people of all ranges, I feel like. Like, very basic.
1: Yeah, and people would maybe not expect me... Well, nobody really expects you to sing well at karaoke anyway, but... I feel like a Christmas song, maybe people would join in and I'd get cuts yes. last, but singing karaoke sounds kind of like my worst nightmare, so hopefully I would not have to do it.
0: Yeah, that's kind of why I asked, because I was like, <laughs> this is so not something Beth, Beth would never like sing karaoke, but <laughs> she did. <laughs> yeah, so I wonder like, if you had a plan in case that ever had to happen. Um, who's your favorite author? Oh gosh
1: I don't know if I can pick one Um, Well I am a huge Harry Potter fan So JK Rowling Obviously has to be on the list Um, I love A Prayer for Owen Meany By John Irving And I do love Most Jodi Picoult books So I guess those would be top... I don't know. That's a hard question. I want to pick, like, all of the authors.
0: Yeah, but is Owen Meany (laughs) the only one you like of his?
1: Yeah, so I guess he can't be my favorite author. I I feel like
0: that could be your favorite book, but then you can give a new category to your favorite author, you know?
1: That's true. I mean, hmm. Yeah, I mean, I guess... Jodi Picoult is one that comes to mind for one that I've read a lot of her books. Yeah. So, maybe I'd pick her, but I still feel like I wouldn't say her as my favorite. But I always end up recommending her stuff, so.
0: Maybe she's your favorite just for now. But, like, you're not so loyal to her that you'll never change.
1: Yeah, like, I like to read a good Jodi Picoult book, maybe, like, once a year or something.
0: Yeah. Yeah, makes sense. If you could go back in time, what year would you travel
1: to? Oh, um, I always said that I feel like I would have fit in being a teenager in like the 40s or something, um, and I would like to live in a Norman Rockwell picture, Mm, so I think I would like that period of time minus World War II, Right.
0: uh, that's a big, uh, (laughs) big event in there. You could just cut that out. Didn't you? Um, like your grandparents, were they teenagers at that time? The ones that wrote all those cute letters you have. I don't think.
1: I would say they're a little above teenagers at that time because he was. Uh, she was finishing nursing school, and he was finishing optometry. Stuff when they met, so I guess they were adults, but. Yeah, probably, I would probably like to be approximately grandparent age. Okay.
0: <laughs>
1: that would have been a good time
0: for me, I think. Yeah. I probably would have been pretty good at that, too, I think. Like, yeah. Never mind, that's a big topic. We'll talk about that another time. <laughs> what is the worst gift you've ever received? Oh. Um, let's see. I...
1: One time I received this pink cardigan sweater that was kind of like fluffy and had mm. ruffly sleeves. And I'm pretty sure I was in high school or college at this time. So it wasn't even like seven-year-old girl would maybe look cute in that. Right. Um. So I kind of pulled it out and said thank you. And I think it was in the Goodwill donation pile later that day. Wow. <laughs> Like, I just knew I wasn't going to wear it, and maybe someone else would enjoy it. Yeah, maybe they
0: could keep warm, at least.
1: Yeah, someone who was a teenager in the 40s would have, maybe in their 80s or 90s, would have enjoyed it. (laughs)
0: That's really funny. Was it someone who gave it to you? Like, would they ever know that you did that?
1: Mm, No, I don't think so.
0: That's good. Like, I, now that we live, all our families in Virginia and we're in South Carolina, it's convenient, like, if you don't really like a gift, they'll never really know that you didn't keep it.
1: Yeah, they're not going to be watching for you to use it.
0: Right. Okay. How many pillows do you sleep with?
1: Just one, but there is kind of a process, because you know those, (laughs) um, (laughs) you know those pillows that lean back. Some people call them husband pillows, like the armrest. So if I'm reading before bed, I'll have that pillow on and my normal pillow in front of it. Um, And I'll, yeah, I'll read. And then like, as I'm kind of dozing off, I'll throw the big backrest pillow down on the floor and then just use my one pillow. But I'm not a huge pillow person. Like I'll sometimes nuzzle my head under the pillow. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't need... Yeah, that much support some nights I use the pillow sometimes the pillow becomes a little burrow
0: yeah that's what Alex does too actually minus the big pillow but
1: but just one no more than one usually yeah. unless I'm in a hotel and I'm like by myself for work or something then I'll like create this cocoon that surrounds me this semi-circle <laughs> of pillows and lean back in that nice. hotels I don't
0: know sometimes they have like eight pillows Stream.
1: Yeah, it is. But I mean, if I'm the only one in a queen size bed or something, I'll yeah, just
0: totally
1: fine. I'll go for it.
0: Yeah. What is your favorite type of foreign food?
1: Mm, Mexican food.
0: Okay. I, think. I felt like you would say that, but I wasn't sure. I was yeah, and weird. I was definitely
1: very spoiled when I lived in Texas because oh, yeah. I would have Tex-Mex all the time, and it was so good, and all the meat was so good, and right. Um, yeah, Mexican food for sure. I mean, it, it's got melted cheese over everything, so. Exactly. Can't beat that.
0: Exactly. There's really nothing wrong, like, you can do. Like,
1: good so meat, far. good cheese.
0: Yeah, fried things. It's just um, mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's a win all the way around. <laughs>
0: um, I'm trying to think what number this is about to be. Is this about to be seven?
1: Oh, uh, I don't know. I haven't been keeping track.
0: We're going to pretend this is seven.
1: Okay. What is your favorite family recipe? Hmm. I don't know if I, well, it's hard to pick one, but when I think of family recipes, I always think of Thanksgiving dinner because we're always at my parents' house. That's always the family that hosts the big Thanksgiving. So we've got the recipes that have been passed down from that. And I'd say the candied sweet potatoes are probably my favorite. Hmm. And I've made them for other events since, and it's kind of a process to make them, but they always get good reviews.
0: Is that different than a sweet potato casserole?
1: Yeah, because they're not mashed up. So the candied sweet potato, they're cut in quarters usually, and then you use corn syrup and probably more sugar or something. So you make a glaze out of that and you boil the sweet potatoes, and you put the glaze on the sweet potatoes, and you bake them. So it feels, it's really sweet and delicious, but somehow in your mind it feels like it's not quite as fattening as the marshmallow-covered ones.
0: Yeah, I think I like that more, actually, It's a bigger chunk of potato part.
1: Yeah, yeah, it looks a little more elegant, too, and then... Like, you put all the syrupy stuff on your sweet potato, and then it, like, touches all your other food. Yeah. And it's really good, all that little sweet sauce.
0: Yeah, yeah, that does sound Delicious. Um, number eight, potentially. How old were you when you learned that Santa wasn't real, and how did you find out?
1: I think I was in around first grade i don't know if it was partway through that year or after that year so i was probably around 6 or 7 and i really specifically remember this because i think we were driving back from a tgi fridays
0: okay <laughs>
1: and, okay and like my mom sat in the back of the car with my brother and i and had this
0: talk really <laughs> about santa like she explained it all <laughs> that is so funny and unique. Why do you think
1: she did that? Well, my brother is... He was older. Yeah, my brother's three years older, so it was probably about time for him to find out, but they didn't want to tell us separately, because then... I don't know it was just if he was gonna find out I would have probably found out but it was funny because they said my brother was always like the complete blind believer in Santa and I was the one that was skeptical about it even at that age kind of like uh-huh
0: yeah Santa's
1: bringing all these (laughs) presents so so yeah it it was a good talk all about like the spirit of Christmas and Santa's
0: love and yeah Something like that. That's really, really funny. I feel like that's a similar story to almost like a birds and a bee talk, except it's like Santa. Like, let's level about Santa. (laughs) Uh, Do you... Which of the five senses would you say is your strongest? Um,
1: Smell? I want to say taste because I, well I don't know if it is I want to say taste because I like eating food but right, right. our taste is really
0: the function our of smell. smell kind of yeah right.
1: um, yeah I guess
0: I don't know <laughs> yeah no that's good and let's see one last thing that so needs to be good Have you ever had a surprise party? Like you were the recipient of the surprise?
1: Yes, I have actually. Um, when I was in high school, I think for my 16th birthday, uh, one of my friends threw a little party
0: Aww.
1: in her basement and invited everyone over. And I walked down the basement stairs and everybody popped out. So.
0: Aww. Did you that like was- it? I can't decide how you would feel about that.
1: I liked it I yeah I don't I wasn't like I don't know I wasn't shocked about it or like in a like oh my gosh I wish I would have known I'm so upset that all these people are here (laughs) yeah yeah and it probably was not really that different from like a typical Friday or Saturday night in high school where you'd just go to someone's parents house and just Mm -hmm. kind of hang out and play games or something so I mean yeah it was for my birthday but it wasn't like center of attention make a speech or something. Right
0: that helps a lot I think. Yeah. At least it was for me. I um, have been surprised a number of times. (laughs) Is it still surprising? (laughs) Well I'm not good at it so I resolved like, after, so when I was 10, I had one with my family, like, a surprise birthday, that was good, and, like, it was my family, like, my extended family, but it was still fine, so, like, oh, I know all of you, like, super Mm -hmm. well, so it was cool, but then, um, when we were moving away from New York, our friends gave us a surprise going away party, and I, this is only a couple years ago, obviously, and I just didn't handle it well, like, I just acted like it didn't happen. Like, everyone was like, oh, surprise. And I wasn't like, oh, my gosh, you guys are the best. I was just like, oh, hey. Like, I just (laughs) pretended, like, nothing was really happening. And I didn't even, like, thank them really that much or anything. I don't know. And afterwards, I was like, wow, that was kind of a jerk move. Like, I should have. Shocked. Like, I should have at least, like, kind of tried to gush or something. Because I was thankful. I was like, that's nice. I just didn't, so didn't want to be center of attention that I just kind of, like, brush it off. I was like, okay, like, let's just, because I knew I was going to hang out with some friends that night, so I, I don't know. I just kind of brushed it off. So then, most recently, um, some friends at church gave me a surprise baby shower in, um, like, I resolved since that other time, like, I'm going to be a better, like if I'm ever surprised again, I'm going to embrace it and, like let them know have
1: that's... a plan in advance yeah like that is
0: so nice of you to like care about me enough to surprise me so I really tried to do that this time I think it succeeded so yeah
1: it just I think you have to know the person that you're surprising because some people well one they will, I'm not really that into like looking nice and doing my hair well not that I look like a slob but right. some people really sensitive about that they're like oh my gosh I went to this place without makeup on and everyone was there and yeah they saw me and then they're saying like I could have looked forward to this event for weeks if you had mm. just told
0: about it so mm-hmm. just Alex's mom awesome. yeah Alex's mom gets like not that she would want to look forward to it for weeks but she just cannot kind of like I did with not wanting to be the center of attention but it like messes with her like she gets really like kinda in a state and like needs to calm down or like she won't be able to eat at the party if she's the Oh gosh. <laughs> um I wasn't like that at all. I was just kinda like okay, let's just not have it be about me. Yeah. Know. So yeah. Um, well let's something I wanna talk about since this is the defining grown up podcast, an adult topic, not in a dirty way, an adult <laughs> topic would be What are some things you've realized once you maybe went to college and no longer lived with your immediate family, what are some things you realized, well, like, I do this a certain way, and that's kind of weird. Like, that's not maybe the norm. I always thought everyone just did that this way, and they don't. Like, my roommate doesn't do it that way or something. Well, I have a couple stories
1: for this one, but what I can think of is when I first moved to college, I can't remember if it was freshman year in the dorms or in the apartment, but I had gotten, my roommate and I had gotten some apples and she was putting them in the fridge. And I'm like, what are you doing? Mm. You don't put apples in the fridge. And then we had this whole debate like, yes, I've always put apples in the fridge. I'm like, no, I've never seen that happen. (laughs) And Then, so it was like this joke between us that I don't think anyone was like so upset if a couple apples were in the fridge or a couple were left out, but it was just this like, I don't know, I probably looked at her like she was a freak or something like, why are you putting apples in the fridge? That's so weird. Yeah. So then, one of the first times that I was visiting home, I get back to my parents' house and I open the fridge and there are apples in the fridge <gasps> and i was like mom what nah. did you do and she's
0: like oh like i heard something like you're supposed to keep them refrigerated now that is so <laughs> funny.
1: that's really really funny so now do you put them in the fridge um i vary it because i'm still okay with room temperature apples but <laughs> my husband generally puts them in the fridge so i kind of Vary it, cause usually apples will last for a while. Yeah,
0: so I'll just keep
1: a few out on the counter, so that way I'll grab them as a snack rather than mm-hmm. something more junk foodish. But I'll put some in the fridge yeah. to keep them fresher longer. Yeah. So
0: I just if- I think that it's a good choice to have them in the fridge as far as preservation. But I don't like biting into them that cold. Like it kind yes, of. Yeah, they hurt my teeth. Yeah, exactly. So first world problems with that <laughs> what about you with mm. your funny things i think that so when we were getting married one of the things that we talked about beforehand that we were just like in total disagreement on but is so dumb is how to do laundry <laughs> so i can't remember if i ever told you this before like alex's mom she does heavies and lights that's how she divides up her laundry loads. Uh huh. Versus like colors. Oh okay. Which I was just like, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard, and so, <laughs> um, like colors. Everyone does colors. Don't ever. Doesn't everyone do colors? I
1: am kind of the oddball, and I just basically throw everything together.
0: Okay. And it's only gotten me in trouble like twice. Yeah, I mean, yeah, so basically their philosophy is like, your jeans might put holes in your thin shirts, or this or that, which, I don't know, I mean,
1: I is still Is there a have, journal
0: article citing that information? I know, right? Like, I <laughs> still have holes in my shirts, but, I don't know, and I feel like, if you really think about it, those two things kind of equal out, like, most of your heavier things are dark, like, jeans and pants and stuff. That's and true. Then, but I wouldn't ever put, like, a nice white shirt in with a new black shirt. Like, I just would never do that. Um, so, but we ended up coming to the conclusion that if I was the one who was going to do the laundry, which I am, that I could do it how I wanted. So Yeah, that's fair. As long as I don't dry his stuff and shrink it, like, because <laughs> he's really tall. Um, and then now it's funny... I feel like Alex and I have kind of created our own ways of doing a lot of stuff. And then when I'm at my parents' house, I'm like, that's really weird that you do that. And even <laughs> though that's the way I was raised, and I did it that way, way longer. Like, um, I was telling you earlier, they use so many paper towels. Like, I seriously can't imagine how many. I think they go through a roll or so, maybe more a week. And... I don't even understand what she's doing with them, but there's <laughs> always so many everywhere being used, and I don't use that many, mostly because I'm cheap, but also because I have dishcloths right there. Like
1: easy, they need to be used too.
0: <laughs> yeah, easy access of dishcloth. So I don't know. Do you have anything like that with your parents now that you're you've been out the house a while that you.
1: Yeah, I think I notice it more when we go back to visit, and since we live in Florida, um, we and they live in Maryland. It's always a few days that we're visiting, so not just like an afternoon. Right. Um. It, so I always kind of, I don't know. I realized I'm becoming more adult and like set in my ways, I guess, because I'm like, mm-hmm. wait, this is this is how I do things. <laughs> Why isn't it the same? I'll help put away leftovers for dinner or something and I'm putting it away in the Tupperware but they always use plastic bags for that and I'm just I don't know I'm always like but it's right here the Tupperware is right here why use the Ziploc Yeah so, did they do
0: that when you were there though you think or have they Yeah changed?
1: I think they did like smaller things I guess would usually yeah. go I guess it was maybe to save room
0: Okay like if yeah which I get that no, my parents do the same thing, and I think, like, the reason I stopped doing that is once I had to buy my own stuff, and I was like, it'd be way cheaper to just use this Tupperware that I already have. Yeah. Um, in, like, the co- the poor college days, that started, but now, still, like, it's easy, so easy to reheat stuff if it's already in Tupperware to me. Oh, yeah. Than a plastic bag, I feel like in the long run. Tupperware is just clearly the
1: superior choice. <laughs> yeah,
0: I agree. And then
1: for our wedding, we got, like, the nice Pyrex glass dishes mm, to save stuff in. Those so are I really, so nice. Like, I enjoy looking at those, and when they're sitting in the fridge, I'm just yes. like, oh, it looks so nice in there. <laughs> My fridge good. looks like a magazine with those. <laughs> yeah,
0: those are really good. I am jealous that you have them. <laughs> that makes us grown-ups that we're jealous of someone's...
1: Of each other's...
0: For, uh, food storage, storage containers. options.
1: Yeah, it makes us grown ups or weird. Yeah, like, do
0: you have any friends who have lots of um, like nice pots and pans and stuff? And you kind of
1: envy them. Mm-hmm.
0: Or are you that person? So it's. Okay. I think
1: I am that person.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: we got really nice ones for our wedding, and we decided that was. Well, I mean, when you make the registry, you can put whatever you want on that. Um, And we figured it was a good item to get a solid thing out of. But they are really, really heavy Mm. pots and pans. So I would maybe want something that was a little bit lighter, or thinner, whenever they'd have to be replaced, which won't be for a really long time because they're they're really nice. nice.
0: (laughs) I feel like mine are, I mean, they're still really nice. But I have some friends who I'm like, dang, that's nice.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think maybe because I like cooking and baking so much, our kitchen stuff is nicer than, I don't know, maybe other stuff we have. Sure, that
0: makes sense. Um, Do you prioritize your kitchen items over other things?
1: Yes, and by prioritize, I mean we got them as wedding gifts, so. (laughs) (laughs) It wasn't me doing most of it. (laughs) I guess I selected them.
0: Yeah, you selected them. You were like, this is what I want. Yeah, exactly. Versus, and I'm well, using them now. Yeah, versus amazing linens maybe or something like that.
1: <laughs> so transitioning into another topic. As we're recording this, it is high into Mardi Gras season. And we know that is leading up to the period of Lent. So and Ash Wednesday services are coming up this week. So, is there anything that you are doing for Lent or anything that you've done in the past, any traditions you have for that?
0: I realized as you were saying that I love Lent and I've participated <laughs> a couple of years now. Like not till college was I introduced to that to that concept, but I love it. But I've never done an Ash Wednesday service.
1: I've only been to a few and I really like them and I don't know there's something about Lent even though it's the very somber depressing season mm-hmm. of the church it's just um, I don't know I really I really like it and it's just a cool ritual to have like the, the ashes put on your forehead um, usually the ashes are from the palms that were used at the palms Sunday service the previous year so mm-hmm. don't have to be worried about like what is this
0: from? Yeah, yeah, that's true. I never even thought <laughs> that. Not like a dead cat that was outside or something. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Did you it, do it at your church in Florida before? Do they do it? I
1: don't think I've been to a, an Ash Wednesday service there before, but they do have services, so I'll be going this okay. week to that one. Um, and really, what sticks out to me growing up is not quite as much the Ash Winston services but the Shrove Tuesday in preparation for that so we would always have a camp separate at the church and the youth group usually hosted that so I was always mm. there flipping pancakes and uh, that's, that's what I remember last day of feasting before Lent starts
0: yeah did you feel like you understood it then I think probably by high school I got it a little bit more maybe
1: not so much before that um
0: can you explain it a little bit for people listening who might be like are you talking about your dryer and cleaning out your (laughs) lint
1: so lint is the 40 day period before good friday um or wait no before easter the 40 day period before Easter in which you're preparing for Jesus's death and resurrection. So since you're preparing for Jesus's death, it's kind of a time of mourning. So a lot of people will do different spiritual practices to kind of prepare for that period. And a lot of people will fast on something. You always hear people giving up some kind of food for Lent or something else. Um, But, yeah, a period of kind of fasting and mourning in preparation for Good Friday and Easter Sunday.
0: Yeah. I had no concept of that until college. And then, um, well, for everyone listening, college is how Beth and I met. So we went to the same church in college. And I think that's the first time I really learned about it. But I don't think they do you feel like they talked about it very much at all until like maybe our last year or two?
1: I feel yeah, like
0: I, came out of nowhere. Yeah, I don't think they talked
1: about it a whole lot at the beginning. I mean, who knows? I could be forgetting. Um right. but I did grow up in a Lutheran church, which is which follows the liturgic liturgical calendar and yeah. recognizes all of the different church holidays throughout the year. And I think since NLCF New Life Christian Fellowship was the church name. Um, since they were more non-denominational, I think they didn't necessarily follow like all of the church holidays right. specifically.
0: Right. Yeah, I really love it. So even though it's not something that the Bible says like you have to do this, I just love, I remember for the first time when I celebrated or whatever, seems like the wrong word, participated, um, Easter actually meant something for me like for the first time it wasn't just like oh shoot I need a new dress like it's Easter (laughs) yeah I just rolled up you know Uh, I felt like the actual celebrating Easter on that Sunday for the first time was exciting kind of in the way you know Christmas has so much build up to it but I felt like Easter lacked that even though in a lot of ways it's it's more important. important. Yeah. 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 So I really like that about it. Um, this year, our church is doing something really cool here in South Carolina. It's it's a non-denominational church still, but um, they definitely recognize, like, a lot of the liturgical calendar. Maybe not as much as the Lutheran church would. I don't know because I've never been, but um, they're doing, like, a church-wide – I've talked to you a little bit about this – a church-wide Lent thing where – So, it's six weeks, basically. Um, And each week, you give up something. Like, the first week, you give up something. The next week, you give up something. But you still are giving up the first thing. So, it, like, So, it keeps building. Yeah. So, I'm trying to figure out. And there's categories. So, um, I'm trying to figure out how to sustainably do that. Rather than, like, by the end... I have nothing like, left. <laughs> like, totally burnt out. Yeah. The end.
1: Like, yeah. if you decide to give up, I don't know. Like, I'm only going to eat oatmeal for all of Lent on yeah. week one. <laughs> and
0: then by week two, like, what else can you really give up? Like, that's already occupying all of your... Your energy. <laughs> yeah. So, the first category is um, giving up something in order to love God with your heart better. Kind of based on the verse, like... Love God with your heart. All of your heart, all of your soul, all of your strength. And love your neighbor. Like, likewise, do the same thing for me or whatever. And so that's the sixth thing. So the first one's love God with your heart. Then love God with your soul. Love God with your strength. Then the fourth week is love your neighbor with your heart, neighbor with your strength. Or neighbor with your heart, neighbor with your soul, neighbor with your strength. So I have till Wednesday... This is Monday, the 16th. I have to a Wednesday to pick how I'm going to love God better with my heart. And I think I had talked to you about giving up multitasking. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I really were to give up multitasking in every area, um, like, I don't think I could add five more things. Like, that would yes. just be <laughs> extreme. Because if you really think about all the ways you multitask, there's a lot of them.
1: Right, and all of them might not be uh, bad or harmful, like, yeah, me, like, pulling up Facebook every five seconds or something would be really distracting, and that should probably just stop whenever, but... There, yeah, there are some things that aren't, like, I know you had talked about maybe listening, stopping listening to some podcasts while you're cooking, but then that makes me think, like, oh, I listen to audiobooks while I run, like, I know. would that be multitasking? And I don't think that's a bad thing to do. It's yeah. keeping me sane when my heart's pumping away.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I have to, I decided that for this specific one, if the topic is to love God better with my heart, then... In the same vein, like, going on the multitasking idea, I will give up multitasking during my quiet time with him in the morning because then that kind of covers both. Because, like, I will definitely have my phone near me and stuff sometimes or, like, get up in the middle and go reheat my coffee or, Mm -hmm. I don't know, just random stuff.
1: Oh, um, I like that. I think that's a good way to go about it and to start small.
0: Right. Too. And this year while I'm pregnant, I'm just, I'm not going to give up any different foods. It's just not gonna Yeah, happen. that's true. You need <laughs> to feed you and your baby. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I'm sure there's ways I could eat healthier that would be beneficial to everyone involved, but it's just not happening this year. You, you've so, gotten this far. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Have you thought about what you're going to do?
1: I don't know. I've been thinking about him for me to be successful at anything. I need to kind of have a day or two to prepare and think about it. Like if Wednesday comes and I haven't decided and I'm just like, Mm -hmm. I'm not going to like, I don't know, get on social media for 40 days, then I know I won't do it because I haven't mentally prepared myself. Um, I always really admire the things that you've tried to give up before. Like I think last year you gave up the dishwasher and I was like, oh, that's so creative. I would have yeah. never th- I like I like the things that are outside of just
0: me the too. food
1: realm. I feel like um, they accomplish the goal more for me. Yeah. Yeah, instantly. I mean, I guess it depends on like if I I don't know, if I gave up candy bars or something for Lent, maybe that would be hard for a kid, I don't know, but for right. me that would be kind of silly. I'm not eating very many candy bars anyway. That's not making an impact, but if it was a yeah. food you regularly ate or you were going to eat really simply, then I can see mm-hmm. that having more of an impact, something that you'd be thinking about a right.
0: lot. I've heard of people, I think this is super cool, who maybe sponsor a Compassion International child eating for Lent the same way that child does in their country. Oh, wow. Like rice and beans or mm-hmm. wooden bananas or whatever. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, I like that, because then you'd have more
1: more compassion for that (laughs) child you're supporting. (laughs) Exactly.
0: Yeah, so I think that would be really cool. I think that would need to be something, since I'm married, that both of us would get on board with. Yeah. Or else it would just be really just a pain, Um, (laughs) honestly, so... I like that yeah. idea. My pastor, something that he said that I really loved um, to kind of think about Lent in the proper light was this isn't just a legalistic thing that we do that we have to abide by, but instead that, and we don't beat ourselves up if we fail here and there. Instead, those times that we fail should remind us of how perfect Jesus was. And so we can understand even better that his sacrifice on the cross was the perfect sacrifice. Cause we can't even give up like this one semi stupid little thing, you know? Right. <laughs> and so I liked that a lot. I feel like that explained the heart of it better than I've been able to do previously. Yeah. I
1: like that too. And I always have mixed feelings about people talking about what they're giving up for Lent, because I oh, remember yeah? once, <laughs> even though we just talked about it. Um,
0: <laughs> but he... you danced around the question, so maybe <laughs> I did.
1: That's true. But I haven't really come up with something either. So I danced around it, but mm. I really haven't <laughs> come up with something. I had heard this sermon once when I was in high school, and I think it was an Ash Wednesday service. And it was all about... How if you're giving up something for Lent and you're fasting, you really shouldn't be telling people what you're doing because you're kind of making that sacrifice and not to say like, oh, well, I gave up this and this and this, so I must be the super good Christian or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's always stuck with me. And I know I don't always give up something for Lent. I like it when I do, but I'm not always good at planning about it. But I do remember one year I gave up something and someone was like specifically asking like, oh, are you giving up something for Lent? And they asked me and I'm like, I was kind of like telling them in like this whisper, like, I know, I don't think I'm supposed to say, like, (laughs) we're not supposed to share that, right? (laughs) But at the same time, I think people do have a different heart and motivation behind talking about it because we'll talk about things to give up for Lent, sort of giving each other ideas or saying what what we're hoping to gain from that. Right. And I think that's a good thing, but it, I guess it's easy to fall into a trap of saying the things that you're doing and mm. kind of feeling good about it, even if maybe that's not your intention.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're supposed to talk about it in our community groups, um, like what we're doing, just in a way of like supporting each other and asking each other the questions of motivation. And so I feel like in that sense, it's okay, because it's sharing it in order to prevent what you're talking about. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I don't feel this way, like, oh, my gosh, you're a bad person if you're, like, talking about what you
1: gave up. But I do remember when I heard that sermon, I'm like, I always hear everyone talking about what they give up, and this guy
0: says you're not supposed to. (laughs) What? Yeah, but, I mean, I can see, like, say you're just a random person in the workplace, like you work in an office setting, and there's someone who walks around all the time who's, like, I can't eat sweets at our meeting because it's Lent and like going on and on. I think that is maybe more of the application. Right. (laughs) It's just like, okay, yeah, we know. Like, we have meetings every Friday with donuts. You haven't taken one. We get it. Like, okay. (laughs) Well, and
1: then it's funny because people don't notice what you're doing as much as we mm. kind of think people are paying attention to us. Cause okay, I guess I'll fess up one year. I didn't eat cheese. One of those <laughs> <kind> of <laughs> like sort of silly little things, but it it was hard. Yeah. At the time. Um, and I remember I was at some event that I was helping to run in grad school and it was like a pizza night. And mm. I don't know, I think there was a side salad and some cookies and stuff, but like, I just got a cookie and maybe a couple greens of the salad nobody noticed or yeah. asked like oh why aren't you eating pizza which would have been a normal question right, if I didn't have pizza on pizza night but it's just right. it's kind of funny how nobody really notices yeah, what we're doing you can get away with a lot because people aren't watching what's on your plate or what you're doing
0: that's true that's um yeah that's true about a lot of areas of life like you'll, you can yeah. be so self conscious of something and no one even notices. Or if they do, it's just kind of like, okay, well, you have too much time on your hands. Like, pay attention to yourself. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, All right, one last thing that we had wanted to talk about. We have just maybe like 10 minutes Um, was vacation because that is something that's awesome as an adult. We, I mean, I feel this way. I think that you do, too. <laughs> is that you get to take vacations, and you get to pick where you're going to go and make it be whatever you want it to be. So this past weekend, we or just yesterday, for the day, my husband Alex and I went to the Biltmore Estate in North Carolina, in Asheville, North Carolina, which is pretty much like a castle. We'll have to include a picture of it in the notes um, for the day, and it made me think, like, where are we going to go on vacation this year? Because it's kind of like a little day vacation in a way. And, um, I don't know. We know we're going to the beach with my parents, and that's going to be, like, low-key, low-budget, like, thing. But then we were saying maybe we should save up and next year go to South Africa. (laughs) Ooh!
1: (laughs) Because
0: we have been wanting to do that, but that's not one, at least for our budget, that you could just... (laughs) No. Like, decide that randomly, you know. Or you could go to Namibia,
1: which would be my recommendation. Oh, yes. So, we'll have to talk more yeah. about
0: that. <laughs> um, I mean, we would still use all his vacation days this year, but just, like, on really, really small stuff money-wise, you know. That yeah. Wouldn't cost a lot. Not necessarily a staycation, but maybe just visiting family where the cost would be really low. And mm-hmm. then next year, put like, roll over all that money and go to South Africa or something. Um, yeah. We have a lot of friends from South Africa that we want to do that with, actually. Okay, well, so if you're can... visiting South Africa friends, then well, they to like, go to Namibia. They live in the States, but they still have a lot of family there, and so they go all the time, like, their parents are there, but oh. we would like to go with them to get the full South African
1: experience. Yeah, definitely.
0: Yeah. That's
1: exciting. Have you all thought about vacation yet this year? Um, I don't know. I think we're probably going to do a few smaller trips. And I know what ends up happening with us is since all of our family lives states away, we end up using most of our vacation time going to visit family. Um, And we went, we did the beach with some family last year. uh, And then Babies keep being born and weddings keep happening. So there are like all these events that we have mm-hmm. to keep going up for And that with the plane tickets and stuff that does eat up a lot of the budget. we
0: oh, toward
1: yeah. vacation and travel. So I think we're probably going to have a couple smaller trips. We're going to go visit a new baby and go to a wedding this summer and probably stay at be up in the Maryland, Virginia area for about a week. Yeah. Um, David's parents are living in Colorado right now so that'll be a fun place to visit and I think we'll try to go there this summer as well so probably a couple small things but we're kind of stuck at this awkward stage of being far from family where we have to spend a lot of our money just Just to to go see them but we do live in Florida so that's kind of like where everybody else goes to vacation so there's a lot we can do in weekend, like Labor Day weekend, we just randomly decided to go to Key West. So that's not something that <laughs> everyone can do. We just yeah. drove
0: there. <laughs> yeah, that's sweet. That's true. So you have like the opposite of us, whereas, I mean, we still live six hours driving distance from family, but it's driving, you know? Yeah. Um. So it doesn't necessarily cost a lot to get there, but then it takes time, vacation days-wise. Right. Um, but that's pretty sweet. I mean... Having to visit Colorado is not unfortunate.
1: Yeah, so I'm very excited about that one to try to get to see a new place. But my parents ran us all over the country growing up. So we've done some pretty, I've got some cool cool vacations (laughs) that I've uh, experienced. And I would like to just go someplace with my husband, just a trip to a random place we want to go. Probably not South Africa anytime soon, though. If you can fit me in your suitcase, <laughs> I'll go with you. <laughs> yeah. Um. But probably once – my husband's working on his PhD, so once he finishes that, um, we might, you know, be more flexible. and.
0: You should celebrate that with something. something. Yeah,
1: with a vacation. <laughs>
0: yeah, I mean, I feel like that at least calls for a cruise, like minimum.
1: That's true, and we can get them – Cheap from where we live because all the cruises go like our hometown.
0: (laughs) Yeah, man, man.
1: Are you sure you want
0: to move away from Florida? (laughs) I know. Are you near? Never mind. We'll talk about that in our personal time. But (laughs) I was gonna ask if you live near something you may not want the whole entire world to know. Like, yes, exact location. (laughs) Yeah, five miles from that. (laughs) Right from that specific palm tree. that's pretty sweet though cool alright we'll be back next week with a new episode for you thanks for tuning in we're really excited about the defining grown up podcast we can't wait to see all the different topics we explore if you have suggestions and ideas on what some of those topics might look like please leave them your questions and comments right here on our website defininggrownup.com and we will do our best to address them talk about them have fun with them And you can also leave us a rating on iTunes if you search for Defining Grown-Up Podcast. We will talk to you soon. Bye.